Hello, writers! This is a podcast about NaNoWriMo, where we get you ready for November. I'm Christina Horner. I'm Liz Leo. And this is How to Win NaNo. As a reminder, Christina and I are not actually affiliated with NaNoWriMo in any way. We've just won a lot. All right, so we are thoroughly in November now. It is, without a doubt, November. Yes, absolutely. Right in a NaNo. (laughs) (laughs) We uh, are doing a really good job so far in this episode. So this episode is about book covers. I've been wanting to make this episode uh, for a while, um, but it didn't really seem like a season one or season two kind of episode. Yeah. But season three is like, we are in it. Yeah, I was trying to think of a pun to introduce this, which is why I stumbled a bit, and I was thinking, like, you know what? We haven't covered yet. <laughs> Book covers. Well, we are going to thoroughly discuss this topic cover to cover. Yeah, exactly. That was my pun. Let's... I... Ha 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 Give me some sad trombone, Liz. it is the best so there are a few things to talk about with regard to book covers um in general uh liz is a graphic designer i have commissioned book covers for self-published works so we have some knowledge in this space Mm -hmm. but also the nanorama website has this fun little feature where you can upload a cover of your project um and i kind of consider that to be like a whole other category of book cover it is so i kind of wanted to discuss that nail i don't know if everybody like approaches that the same way that we do um Hmm. i mean you and i have like a specific like you know kind of like how you just have like an avatar when you're on a forum or whatever like i just like to me a part of the nano process every year is like coming up with something to put there to represent your project but it's not necessarily the thing that i would actually use as that book's cover were i to publish it no it's it is like a work in progress like template or Uh, Yeah, it's just like an asset to inspire me. Actually, fun fact, the way that I first did it is because they didn't always have book covers as a part of the site. So when they allowed it, uh, because we've been on the site for a very long time, when they first allowed it, I was like, oh, this is awesome. So I sat down and made a template and then put all of my books sort of through the same template with different color stories. And so this template, basically the best way I can describe it is I tried to make it as if... I had a collection of books, but I had died and posthumously Penguin Random House was putting out a collection. Yeah, like the collector edition where all of your books are in the same like Like the exact same cover where it's like a duotone color block and then just a 3D image right in the center. Yeah. And that's it. And a lot of it was paper art because I had this paper art image pack on my computer at the time, which is long since gone. So now it's really hard to continue in that (laughs) vein. So every year it will be like this color and then an image that I put in the middle that represents symbolically the, um, the book. And so last year I didn't know what to put. I didn't have an idea of my novel yet like an actual like object that so I just chose a crow and was like I guess crows are gonna be a part of my book now because it was a cool image and so crows actually became a huge huge part of the main uh plot line of this novel of which now that I think of it I am working on finishing this year so I don't know what maybe it'll be like three crows Ooh, this I like time. that. but uh yeah so one of the fun things I think about 
making book covers, which is similar to the the exercise of making a Spotify playlist or picking songs, is that maybe through looking at images, you can find something that inspires you or that you hadn't thought of. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that to me, making the book cover, and I'm so happy that Nano included this mm-hmm. on the site because it's not something that I probably would have done otherwise because I, I don't need a book cover just like sitting on my hard drive. I like that I can put it on the site as like this sort of visual manifestation of my idea mm-hmm. so other people can get an idea. Like, I don't know how much people are looking at each other's profiles, but if someone does look at my Nano profile, they can kind of see like mm-hmm. what, what I'm going for and what the vibe is. But yeah, I think sitting down and like coming up with like what uh, like royalty-free images can I yes. use that will like get this vibe across? What's the font um, that yeah. is going to make sense? Like to me, that's all kind of part of sitting down and getting myself ready and pulling all that inspiration together. Same with the, with the Spotify playlist. Um, it's all just kind of part of the process. So yeah. You're a graphic designer, obviously, so, Mm -hmm. like, you've probably got your own whole system for how you do this, but I am not, Um, and I used to just go into Photoshop and sort of, like, cobble something together. Like, I would look up, like, what's the aspect ratio that I need for a book cover, and then I would just sort of, like, throw things together and, like, hope it looked good, Um, and I'll admit that a lot of the book covers that I made in that way are a little rough around the edges and look kind of amateurish, but actually the last couple of years I've started using Canva. I don't mm. know. And we are not in any way sponsored by Canva. This is just like actually a great tool. But that... if you want to sponsor us, Canva, please <laughs> contact us at howtowinnano at gmail.com. Yeah. Canva, send us your life story. No, just <laughs> kidding. Um, but anyway, Canva is this like really cool app where it'll, it kind of helps you with like templates and stuff yeah. for like all sorts of different assets. So like It's specifically for things like social media, so they've got all of the right sizes for, Mm -hmm. you know, Instagram stories and Instagram posts and Facebook posts and Twitter and everything. But you can search for all sorts of things like flyers, brochures, and they have book covers. Um, And so you can go into, like, the book cover section, and then there's all sorts of templates. So you can literally just take a template and, like, drop in your title and your name. Or you can use kind of the layout, and you can bring in your own images, and you can, like, change the font and everything. So a lot of times what I'll do is I'll look through the book covers until I find something that feels similar to what I'm trying Mm -hmm. to do and I think, like, would be a good fit for my story. And then I'll, like, I'll get different images and I'll kind of play with it until it looks good. And then, like, it's just an easy export. And then I have a book cover and it's super fun and you don't have to be that skilled. (laughs) That's amazing. I love that because I, as a graphic designer, I'm super happy that there's tools to make those kind of things easier because I know firsthand that Photoshop can be prohibitively expensive. Yes, and I think things like Canva really democratizes the ability to make your own art assets without having to invest in that, like, really kind of large barrier to entry that it takes to make something that actually looks polished and professional on something like Photoshop. Yeah. And the important thing here too is like, you're not selling your book based on this. This is a fun thing for you that you should be able to do and that anyone should be able to do. I'm a huge believer of paying good talent to do things yes. for other things, which we'll get into. Cause I'll just, I'll just interrupt really quickly to say that if I, again, if I were to publish any of these books, I would not use those covers that I made yeah. because even though they were like free designs on camera, I wouldn't want to just like take a template. Mm-hmm. I would want to find an artist and work with them to do something original and unique for my story. And also a good note is that you definitely should not just Google search for images. No. You should use a site like Unsplash or something that specifically has, you know, like stock images that are free to use. So yeah. make sure that you're pulling assets that you're actually allowed to use. Yeah. After this conversation, I'm starting to wonder if I should redo mine because one issue I have is that I just had a Photoshop template and I've lost it 
through changing computers throughout the years. And so keeping to the same template has been really difficult. Like this is my, I don't know, 14th year or something like that. 15th. It's your 16th? Yeah. It's my 15th. Gosh. And so, yeah, I've not only have I lost full novels throughout the year, I've lost the template. Who knows? Maybe it would be fun to go through and, and do a new templating system for my books. That actually leads me to a good point, which is that uh, we should talk about when you should make your book cover because oh, now point. I do tend to make them before November. Like I have legitimately, I mean, I know that we're, rec- we're posting this in November, but we're recording it in late October and I have already made my book cover and like announced my novel and all of that. I used to, however, wait until I had a day when I was really wanting to procrastinate writing and then I would just make a book cover instead of writing. And it was a great way to put off, you know, getting my word count that day. You thinking about redoing all of your book covers sounds like a fantastic way to get really behind in NaNoWriMo. So maybe that should be a December project. What if my intent is always to be behind a NaNoWriMo. <laughs> well, we already knew that about you. Yeah. I don't think you need more reasons to but be what behind. if I'm feeling uninspired and making one or two of these makes me inspired again and then I can sit down and write. I know you and you won't just do one or two. Should we? Should I be the one giving advice on this <laughs> podcast? I sometimes wonder. But hey, sometimes the best advice is through looking at other people's failed experiences. Yeah. So let me be an example to you. Uh, yeah, maybe try and do it before before November. The interesting thing is that I feel like if I was actually paying, a, a, like, and working with an artist and a designer to actually make a book cover, I definitely would not do that until the book was, like, done oh. and ready. Yeah. But f- I always make my nano cover first because it's part of that, like, inspiration yeah. process. Like, where am I going? What kind of imagery can yeah. help inspire me? It's so funny what a different experience it is. Yeah, we were talking in the last episode about tradition, and it is just a part of that tradition that you get to experience. Yeah. And, but, like, you were bringing up hiring an actual artist to do a book cover, so you recently published a book um, with your publishing company, 84th Street Press. I'm super proud of you. But you got to go through the experience of commissioning a book cover. Can you talk about that? Yeah. So I wasn't the direct person on our team that kind of managed that process, but I was, you know, adjacent to it. And I got to kind of watch, you know, the whole process of like coming up with um, inspiration and example book covers. You know, we kind of organized a whole bunch of different book covers into like different Pinterest boards to show what we were looking for. Then we went on to, you know, there's a bunch of sites like Readsy and like Mm -hmm. I think 99 covers and like a bunch of other ones like that where you can go and actually like get hooked up with, um, you know, cover artists. Oh, cool. Um, and, and it's like a site that kind of makes that process simple. So we used one of these types of sites. We looked through a bunch of different artists. Our creative director brought all of the potential artists that she had liked back and we looked through and we kind of picked one. So then we had to talk with him and we had to go over timelines and, you know, he sent some rough sketches to figure out what direction we want to go. And then it was kind of a back and forth of, you know, he'd send an early draft, we'd send feedback and like so on and so forth. It was actually a very involved process. It, Mm -hmm. It was you know, a lot more time consuming than I think any of us expected it to be. There was a lot more back and forth. Yeah, it was really interesting. We learned a ton in this experience. Um, And I think using one of those sites was really helpful. I know a lot of times when you're working with like a like a publishing house, there's often a cover artist and Mm -hmm. a cover designer. But we were trying to kind of like be efficient. So we worked with someone who did both. Um, there's pros and cons to that for sure. Um, but yeah, I know, I know definitely there are some like self-published authors who 
um, are good enough at design that they do their own covers, which probably saves them a ton of time and money. Um, but there's really great sites out there to make this process simpler if you are looking to actually commission someone to make you a like a professional looking book cover. Yeah, and your cover turned out amazing. And it was particularly difficult because not only did you have to think about the fact that there's multiple authors and multiple stories to represent in this cover, you also had to think about the fact that you're going to be doing a series of anthologies. Yeah. Like an anthology series, I guess, is the best way to, to call it. And so you had to think of a cover design that then could be redesigned for different themes on yeah. multiple books in the future. Definitely a complex first project, yeah. for sure. It's it's very different. I mean, when you look at cover design out there, I think there was a really huge move of stock photo girl. Yes. Uh, with Photo manipulated with some pretty colors and fancy words. And it's very funny because we actually uh, grew up uh, creatively in the DeviantArt stock photo community. Yeah. And so we have a lot of friends that will just be in a Barnes and Noble and see them on books. Uh, so I've never actually graphic designed a book cover that's been on like an officially published book. I've helped with it. I've done projects on on a couple small things. So uh, Bloomberg was publishing a book and someone, one of the artists used one of my photos as a big part of their cover image, like through photo manipulation as a, you know, girl who's sort of drowning in the water with a pretty dress. <laughs> and so they had to pay me to license the photo to be on their book. And I did get a copy or two of the book that I have. Uh, I think it's called Haunting Violet. Ooh. I didn't get a chance to read it, so I don't know how good it is. But if you check it out, my photo is one of the main photos on it. I definitely have a few like self-published authors who yeah. used my stock for their covers. I actually have a, a section of my bookshelf that is um, uh. for books that used my stock on the cover. I've got like three of them. Um, and so that's I, like a whole that's like a whole other part of oh, our life that yeah. we're delving into. But but the main thing that I guess I'm getting at from learning about that process is that I do know if you go through a publisher, like especially a major publisher where you have less control, chances are you're not going to be able to dictate what the cover is. Yeah. There's a lot of trends. There's a lot of someone else will be figuring that out. If you look if you look at what's popular right now. Book cover trends definitely, like, come and go. And it's oh, yeah. very interesting to see, like, especially in, like, the young adult, like, fantasy and contemporary new adult romance, like, all of these, like, very specific genre type mm -hmm. categories. There's a lot of similar covers. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. If a cover is very cool, it's eye-catching, but then it gets tired and it moves, you know, kind of out of favor. And it's really interesting to follow those trends. I also think one of the cool things about cover art in general in terms of just books, young adult books, uh, collector's books, is that it is one of the things that is pushing forward and inspiring and keeping around the printing industry. Yeah, that's a good point. It's because the cooler the book cover, the more it feels nice, the better quality the book. I think people buy books physically to have that like nice feeling in your hand, to have that like gold embossed title. Mm -hmm. So in, in general, I think it's really awesome that that is probably what's going to be keeping young people buying physical books. Yeah, that's a good point. I like yeah. that. I guess I just want to wrap this up by like 
giving a shout out to the nano site. I know I mm-hmm. I know we hate on the nano site quite a bit, especially with the new redesign because you know th- I think they still have a ways to go, but but they're trying. I do appreciate that you know most people before doing something like nano probably would never even dream of giving a book cover to like such an unfinished raw mm. project. And yeah. I do like that the ability to add a book cover to your project on the nano site adds just like that much more validity to what we're working on in November. Um, And I think it's just, I don't know if that was like an intentional strategic choice that they made, or if it was just sort of like a happy accident of that being an option. But to me, I think that that's a very cool feature that they've given us. And I'm really thankful for it. I'm very thankful for it because I don't think I would have sat down and done it. Despite the fact that I used to do this all the time, I never thought to sit down and do it for every novel or have a place where I can collect it and look through it, like through the history so I think this um, this week, I'd love to see people tweet at us some of the book covers that you've yeah. made. If, and if you haven't done book covers, mm-hmm. if you haven't uploaded book covers to the nano site, I would love to know why. Like, is it just something that you maybe didn't think that you could do on your own? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Talk, talk to us about book covers, because yeah. I think this is a super interesting topic that um, I don't see come up much in the nano community. Yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Editor Liz here. And before we get to the end of the episode... I'm going to pop in with a quick announcement. There have been some great suggestions from the community recently. So we have two new, very exciting things coming up inspired by our listeners. First, we just opened an online store with some rad new merch. We have t-shirts, mugs, totes, everything you could want. So just go to bit.ly slash merch to check out what's for sale. Second, we're creating a Discord channel in order for all of our listeners to get together, chat, and be each other's writing buddies. Follow our Twitter for links very soon. Okay, back to the show. Awesome. Well, as usual, you can email us, howtowinnano at gmail.com. You can give us uh, future episode ideas or, you know, as usual, tell us your life story. Yeah, I haven't heard of any coming through yet, so really get on that. Um, in fact, you could even be working on your life story for Nano. I don't know that I could promise to read fifty thousand words of your life story. Uh, yeah, that's fair. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a I'll give it a glance. Feel free to check out our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/HowToWinNano. We will be posting some snippets of what we're writing in November, and there's always the chance that there will be extra special, secret, fun perks that we share with our Patreon followers. Yeah. It'll be a, it, it's always a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you need something to do today other than writing, think about making your book cover. And then get back to writing. And then get back to writing. Wow, I'm surprised Liz was the one who said that. Well, I feel like I have to, I have to prove something. (laughs) That's true. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, hope Nana's going well for you. Mm -hmm. And until next time, keep keep writing. Let's just have a stroke. I think I just had a stroke. It's it's really difficult to think of to say things before. It's really difficult yeah. to time travel yes. in your head when you're recording at different times. Um.